0: what's up everybody welcome to episode 34 of the overview i'm chan man v and joined of course by fish sticks here to my right flame hello, hello. to my bottom and mangachu to the yeah to the bottom right going brady bunch style kind of thing what's up manga i'm a
1: good man thanks for having me again
0: yeah what's up flame not much glad to be back <laughs> it's so chill like what is this man so man i was talking to manga earlier does that Thing to the right of manga look like a window to you guys?
2: I mean, it's like either a window or a pretty pretty sweet poster you got there. I don't know. a
1: painting from
0: IKEA. It's a painting from dude. IKEA. It's, it's okay. a painting from a, dude, it totally looks like a window to me, man. But that's it's a... probably the reflection because it looks pretty bright. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think the sun's kind of shining off of it. So it looks like, totally looks like it's from the outside. Very, very cool though. Well, guys, we're back. We we obviously haven't been here for uh, a couple weeks uh, since the interview we had with Nate. So there's a ton of stuff to talk about. Lots and lots of things have uh, been released, announced, just all kinds of events going on the last two weeks. So, uh, yeah, we're going to go through all the game updates, including um, a, a big developers update talking about Symmetra but from Jeff Kaplan today. Uh, just kind of again, talking about some more upcoming things that uh, that will be coming even coming soon to the PTR and um, will be released. Uh, we'll also talk about season two a little bit, see how everybody is doing in season two because the end of the season is coming up very, very soon here. And then lots of different news, player news, uh, you know, people leaving teams and uh, some events coming up here at NA, as well as DreamHack happening this week, too. Uh, and then we'll cover just the uh, events like Apex and maybe maybe some of the other NA events that are going on, like Alienware. At the end, we'll take some Q&A questions from you guys. As always, you can go ahead and uh, t- tweet those to at or you can just hang around in Twitch chat and we'll probably take some from Twitch chat at the same time. And for those of you listening on iTunes or whatnot, uh, feel free to email your questions beforehand at theoverview at tv, and we'll, we'll take those and then we'll ask them the following week. So we didn't get any this week. Hopefully this will start up a little bit so folks that are listening on audio can can partake in this uh, the live show. Okay, so let's start off with uh, Sombra. So it's been two weeks. So Sombra's obviously been released to the wild as well as all those balance changes that we had been you know playing and testing out on on the ptr so i want to get your first impressions on what what you guys have been seeing on ladder uh just with the meta game and sombra and and any any of the other things you want
2: to start uh sure i i, I would look to the the pros here to give their <laughs> okay i should start with one
0: them then i guess
2: um i would just say that uh, i would just say that so far in my experience the best Sombra play that you're going to see is the sneakiest Sombra. She just really can't fight one, one-on-one one in almost any situation. Uh, so the only times I've had trouble running into Sombras on the ladder or in competitive is when they're just playing in a way that they always have that teleporter to escape at any time. Uh, if you don't have that teleporter placed, you're just in, in such a risky position. Uh, so in my mind, like Sombra is a lot like Tracer in that way that you just want to stay in a position where you can escape at all times. Um, But unlike Tracer, she can't really 1v1 almost any character in the game. But, I mean, I'd pass it to Manga and Flame. Um, Have you guys had any luck playing Sombra on the ladder?
3: At a high level, I guess? You can go, Liam. I don't know. I I mean, I, I, (laughs) I have an answer, but if you have an answer, go for
1: it. I've been playing her a little bit uh she's kind of she feels like a weaker tracer like that's the whole thing that's been going around like she doesn't have a lot of kill power and i kind of slick at tracer so it just it makes everything worse for me but if you have a lot of team coordination like if you're just calling everything like you're all percentage or whatever you can combo with like a ryan heart you can win games
3: like really easily um, I guess, I mean, I was a tracer spammer for a majority of season one and two. So I played her a lot when PTR was out because once I got like, I don't know, I wasn't down with ranked once a, like when everyone's doing scrims and matches, I just try to avoid the servers. But, um, I played her a lot on PTR and a little bit on my alt account, uh, even when the patch went live, she's definitely good. It's just, you have her, her play style is like almost too linear. I think right now, um, again, like you said, with the trans with the transponder, You need to have it up, and it's kind of like you treat it the way you would treat Tracer Rewind in that if you don't have it, you're not really going to go for a fight because if you die, then, like, that's it. Um, Her damage output's pretty high, though. I had, like, a really long discussion with IDDQD last week because he's been spamming her a lot in pubs, and he was saying that he thinks her damage might be ridiculously good if you can coordinate, and I definitely agree with that. The thing is, though, I think she's about as niche as most of the other heroes. I mean, probably on, like, the same level as maybe not Symmetra, but, like, Mercy's Zen. Like, some maps she'll be really good. Some maps she'll be pretty bad. Um, the health pack thing is definitely powerful if you can play around it correctly. Um, you get ult from your teammates picking up health packs that you hacked. So you can kind of farm ult pretty fast even if you're not doing much damage.
2: Yeah, you and, get all from,
3: from when you pick up a health pack yourself, too. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, exactly. So, like, you can like her playstyle is kind of weird, too. Like, there's some maps where she's super strong. Like, you'll play Route 66, and there's, like, that lower path. You put, you, like, hack the health pack. You go in, take a really bad engagement, take, like, 100 damage, and then rewind back to your health pack. Or you can stand in the hallway and then wait for them to come fight you. And if they try to come fight you, you just bait the health pack because they can't pick it up, and then you get full health. So she's very dynamic. It's just she's a weird hero but her ult's definitely really good and you'll i think she'll get picked a lot more on like two cp maps because if you can just run in on like think of hanamura where teams hold up Mm -hmm. on that high ground if you just run in there with like bomb the emp and hit like five or six people you'll just win the fight right off the bat so she's good it's just i don't know how, how long it'll take to see her like you have to play around her completely i think more so than most heroes.
2: I mean, with the current balance of Sombra, I, I can't. Believe, I, I like never would have expected this, but I actually think her health pack hacking ability is probably her biggest upside. Uh, yeah. Just mm-hmm. how fast the health packs come back is kind of insane. The small <laughs> health packs come back in like what three to five seconds. Big health packs are like five to seven seconds or something like that. It, mm-hmm. It's it's kind of crazy. You could just camp a health pack. And if you're playing kind of sneaky, if you've got your transponder, you won't die. Uh, And you build alt really, really fast. And I I do think that alt, it's going to come to play. Um, I I think teams will experiment with it and will use it to really great effect, Uh, especially in cases, like you said, where, uh, you know, defenders might be spawning really close to the objective. It's a way to try and win a fight very decisively, very quickly. And I think that's where she'll find her most utility
0: we haven't even talked about the stealth ability. All of those things that you talked about, you have, we, we, the, the word stealth didn't even come up. And stealth was always a, an ability that a lot of people were worried about, you know, being overpowered or whatnot in, in Overwatch. So, um, yeah, what do you guys think of the stealth ability? I mean, is it just not strong? Um, my experience is, like, unless you're doing it preemptively and sneaking around or whatnot, it, it's it's hard to stay stealth because if you're in a battle, they're just going to randomly shoot and sometimes it hits you and then you come unstealth immediately.
3: Yeah, so the thing is, like, when you compare it... So people were saying, I guess, before she came out, like, oh my god, stuff in this game, I can't believe Blizzard, they're so crazy, like, this is awful. But (laughs) in reality, when you consider the fact that most heroes... I mean, every hero, there's no limit on ammo in this game. There's no, like, ammo packs. You just reload and keep spamming. So most maps, I would say, have very decisive choke points where spam comes through. So, I mean, the way you look at it is it's more of your initiation, like using it to escape is pretty unreliable. You're not going to see a lot of players use trans the transponder to like initiate a fight and then invis out. Like it's generally going to be invis in transponder out unless you're like going for some crazy kamikaze ult. but point being that you need it to, you need it just so you can get in position. It's kind of, I would argue it's probably worse than tracer blink in that regard. And in terms of like flanking potential, there's already a lot of heroes that can flank without it. Like you have Winston that can like go behind on some maps like Dorado Farrah can come over roofs and stuff, so it's just more or less her equivalent to like a Genji dash, in my opinion. It's she needs it, you know, like she wouldn't be able to do anything without it. Um, so it it's definitely not as strong, I think, as people were anticipating, or maybe were. It didn't warrant the amount of complaining that happened. Yeah,
2: it almost seems like the speed buff
0: is yeah. a bigger deal <laughs> yeah, than exactly. the actual invisibility. Getting back to the, so yeah. Fast. the battle, yeah, exactly. Been... It is super fast. I, I, it might be. Is it faster than Lucio without his amp It's up? faster
3: than 76 when he sprints. So okay, if you're yeah. taking fights right now, I think like, I don't know, there's definitely times where teams rush to the point. Like you'll be on offense, there's some crazy scrappy fight on Dorado 2, and you'll maybe switch someone to 76 to try to like clean up fast, like get back as soon as possible. Right. You might switch to her then to take a really scrappy engagement, but um, yeah. the fact she blocks the cart and the cap point while Invis is also a pretty
0: big deal, I think. Oh, that's true. Yeah.
3: Um. People will play around with that because if you're trying to stall out Hanamura and then suddenly there's just an invis here on the point and you don't know where she is, it's pretty good. And even if it's only for a couple seconds,
0: well, sometimes you can get a tick. You know, like if they're really at, like out of position for whatever reason, and you know, that yeah. can be a pretty big deal on something like Hanamura. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, another thing that came out was obviously the one v one, three v three. You know, in custom and um, well, actually they announced that eventually they'll be adding it to custom. Right now it's just in the arcade and you can't. You can't set anything up, really. You know, it's just three v three, just in, in that arcade mode. Uh, what do you guys think of that? Like, you guys think um, the the maps good? Does it does the formats have any uh, potential to maybe be a competitive thing?
2: Uh, I'll be bluntly honest. I, I I actually think King of the Hill maps are better suited for one v ones, simply because it, with the one v one, like there's no time limit. There's no reason you ever have to engage, and the fact that it like randomly chooses heroes means that you can have <laughs> these situations where there's actually no reason why you would be the one to engage ever. Yeah. So not like people are going to take this game mode super seriously right now, but if they if you had like a hundred thousand dollar one v one tournament, like why would you ever? Put yourself in a risky place, like if if it's Torb versus Turb, Torb, you just camp your turret forever. Yeah. So I actually think King of the Hills like a better game type for I it draw, because because you actually have a like once you capture the right, control there's an objective, point, to it. the other yeah. person has to get in there uh, to, to stop it. So mm-hmm. uh, that I don't know, that's how I feel about one v one. I don't know. Yeah,
0: I agree with that. I also think that um, it, it'd be nice if just the one v one format was a completely different thing with all the characters. Maybe they have more hit points. Maybe you know, it's not some of those battles are like like they end instantly it's just crazy you run into each other one engagement it's over because there's no health packs on the map there's nothing like that right so they literally last five to ten seconds um but you know if you had more hit points there'd be a lot more different you know skirmishes a lot of headshotting would be you know on display or whatnot and it could be i don't know it could be fun that way Mango, what do you think
1: you a know, health backs that's pretty much mm-hmm. like you need, like in the 3v3 format you need a support or you lose like yeah. you can't really run triple dps roadhog is broken
4: <laughs> so like good, the self-heal and the totally. pick potential
1: is just unbelievable and like in 1v1s like you said like playing like doing the whole campy thing is a possibility but like eventually you get wall hacks i think mm-hmm. it's like yep i don't know how long it is honestly but eventually a you, minutes, people and you just Something draw like and then it resets a different character Mm -hmm. Uh, I love 1v1 though that's kind of my thing like in TF2 all I would do is MGE which is a 1v1 mod -hmm. Mm -hmm. so I'm like I'm a little fan of it but like the way that they designed it could be better just with health packs in my opinion
3: have you heard GFC... of this game called Quake? <laughs> <laughs> you Should try it sometime.
0: Exactly right. No, nah, MGE,
3: MGE. I mean, MGE was life. Like before Mangachu, there was me climbing <laughs> the MGE ladder, and like I, know, I was def- I was like number one or two at some point in like NA on that shit. But point being that I think that there's a lot of potential on the one v one mod, and even the three v three mod. I don't like the idea of like the one death thing. Like if they actually just turn that into MGE with like random spawns around the map. And like first to twenty Ooh. kills or something, it could be super good. I think, or at least okay. like right. more
0: enjoyable for right. sure. I kind of yeah. like. Well, okay, so there. I, I agree with the points that you you made there, but there's there's an element to the three v three that the way it is right now that I do like, which is, you know, whenever it's just a like you're in a position where two of your teammates die, and then you're like the only person there it's actually kind of cool having them like oh, yeah I, was, I mean you know, i mean
3: like, 3v3 i meant no. i meant just the 1v1 3v3 is whatever yeah. i think that 3v3 you could expand on too though right like you could add objectives you could add health packs i think arguably mm-hmm. yeah like add even i mean i don't want to like go or crazy but you could have like runes and stuff right like power-ups you could have like a quad damage in there like you could make some pretty crazy you could game modes 1v1. with you the concept see. of death match yeah, in this yeah. game but um literally make wake <laughs> yeah i mean you could right yeah I had this idea where like pretty it'd be sick, really man. cool if you spawned as like you spawned as just like a civilian tracer with no blink and then you just ran around the map and if you picked up the health pack or you yeah. picked up like packs of or weapons it would turn you into the hero of the weapon that you picked up oh that's cool i mean pretty sick actually that's pretty Wizard sick it should call like me that. we'll make that happen but yeah. <laughs> just have, have point it. being that like there's a lot of mod potential and i think that that's what i'm expecting.
0: oh man i like that idea that's really really cool uh, yeah, things like armor packs. I mean, armor's already on in the game. You know, just throw those around yep. the map too. You know, you literally could have a lot of quake elements to it. Uh, yeah, three v three, I think, has the most potential. Whenever the custom comes out, and hopefully they'll you it's know, on the
1: PTR. I'm pretty sure.
0: Oh, is it? Okay, cool. I think um, health packs too. If we can add some health packs too, there'll be more. There'll be more uh, different combinations of characters too i think they'll be cool maybe Symmetra with this new change we're about to talk about could be interesting in that format too with with uh, some of her new abilities do you guys ever get to ults it's like i get to one ult when i play 3v3 that's about it like it's usually it's usually the whole hog too <laughs> where i get to it and that's like ridiculous i've had some pretty sick
3: standoffs in 1v1 bastion where it comes yeah. down to the, oh the yeah yeah even diva sometimes you'll like both lose your suit and then you'll like dodge each other until you get your mechs back but
0: yeah reinhardt's fun i have a yeah. lot of fun reinhardt reinhardting because <laughs> i i mean I, I
1: think I've it's won like fighting like game one seriously <laughs>
0: what was that nega
1: i think i've only won like maybe one i've played like at least six or seven and i just get destroyed every time oh really I can't do it.
0: you're missing out on yeah. packs man <laughs> you got to get that pack once a week to, you know uh, but anyways, if those of you haven't tried it out, I encourage you to try it out. It's really quick too. The games are really, really fast and it helps you with the whole, uh, winning nine times in an arcade and getting those three packs that they offer, or those loot boxes, not packs. God, I've been, and have flying ours down too much. So, but yeah, get those loot boxes that are available every, every week in the, our arcade. Uh, all right. So I guess the next thing to talk about is really the Symmetra update. Jeff came out with a new developers update video today and are really focused on the changes that are coming to Symmetra because they're doing a pretty big re rework, not a complete redesign of it. I mean, she still has a lot of the same abilities that she has, but um, you know, they're buffing up a lot, changing the ult significantly too. Uh, so let's talk about that first. The ultimate. This is going to be the first character that you can only choose between two different ultimates, which is which is really cool because her teleporter was always so. You know, one-dimensional in terms of of what it provided and, and whatnot. Uh, so, the first one, the teleporter, will still be one of the options, and it'll have more hit points as well as it will have shield added to it. So, whenever it does get damaged, you'll, you know, at least the shield damage, it will regen there. And then the second option will be this shield generator that gives uh, shield to a radius around the shield generator, and apparently it's more than just the her, you know her typical shield ability. So. I don't know exactly. Yeah, it's 75. It's 75, yeah. 75. Yeah. So that's a lot. Um, I'm curious how what it's gonna look like, A, and then how it's gonna, you know, like work, uh, or how big this radius is. Because like is it something you put on the objective? You know, that that or the you know the control points, or is it something you no, put No, it's, it's, it's like I don't I don't even know
3: what to compare it to. I think it's he gave a number, but I think it's like three or four times wider than the May. Oh god! Holy shit! Like
0: said, I didn't, the, it's, I didn't, I it's like that. the entire Angel.
3: size of the playing field. It's like Holy instead of god. having to run around and drop shields, you just have like this shield creator. All right, it's fifty meters. I think May Alt is like ten meters or yeah. something. Yeah.
0: Holy. So god. so you that's have to like kill a thing Mercy Res in the beta.
3: Yeah. yeah, it's like original Mercy Res. I, I mean, all right. So hear me out because I'll talk about like from a from a standpoint of balance. Right, it's an alt. Yeah. Um, the shield thing. So. You have to get to it, one. I think the 75 shields might be too crazy. I'm not sure if I'm sold <laughs> on it. But at the same time, all you have to do is kill it. Like Now, instead of having to do the extra damage and take off the 25 or 50 shields, you just have to get a hero in to like kill that turret. So I think like from a gameplay standpoint, it sounds really crazy on paper. But when you consider the fact that you can just pulse bomb it down, it's not that scary anymore.
2: It just means that you actually... You're gonna have to deal with it. Have to find it. It's like 75 extra HP is incredibly significant. Oh, for sure, for sure. Given that it's 50 meter radius, I'm just imagining, for instance, first point on Numbani, uh, you could probably stick the shield generator around back, kind of near where the retail like area is, and would it even give shields to people who are up on the top right balcony, like? Yeah, those people a even kind
3: of could yeah, have no, shields. No, I'm sure. I'm sure it goes AOE in the upper in the yeah, like direction. Too, but yeah. my the scary thing for me is there's some maps where you can like kind of glitch around with May. Like you can force Symmetry into positions that you shouldn't be able to get to, and like that's where I get a little oh, worried. Like true. think about like yeah. if you get if you got it on like Hanamura A, and you can put it up on that left side roof when you're attacking, like the <laughs> one that you really can't get to unless a May boosts you. Like that. Gets really wonky because like then only like two or three heroes can get up there in the game at all, and they're probably gonna have to balance Fair. around that and or change the max. So, yeah, like, like, But then you're running Farah into like what if they have like a McCree or 76? Yeah, you have like a. Yeah, it, there's a lot of weird <laughs> things I think that you can abuse with it, but um. Yeah. For the most part, it's interesting.
0: No. Can you toggle? between after like no 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 no. between the two it's just you pick one well once you pick one it's it like and once you place it probably i think that's it um yeah but it's cool you know because it functions similarly like whenever a teleporter is down you got to find that thing too because it 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 affects the obviously the 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 matchup in a huge way too so i I like the for the i like the fact that they they kind of um you know had very different functions but yet the same type of um same type of urgency to kill this, this one object you know, that they lay down. I wonder if the shield generator has as much hit points in shield hip. Is it the same thing, essentially? It just gives shield? 400 HP, I think, on the. 400? On the pretty significant. On the, the teleporter, on the
3: teleporter, I think. Oh, oh yeah, I the teleporter. Like... Oh, you mean yeah. the shield? Yeah. I don't know. I
0: don't know. I haven't... Yeah. You mean
3: like the actual projected barrier?
0: No no just just the shield generator itself like the object that's creating the the shield. Yeah, I
3: think it's 400 HP.
0: Okay, so, wow, that's, that's a lot.
3: Wow. Uh, that's <laughs> yeah. why I said the pulse bomb is like you just go in with the pulse <laughs> bomb and that's your play. I mean, you have to use an ult to kill it. Like, you have to use little... an ult to kill an ult, Mangachu. <laughs> I mean, an ult that builds faster and easier. That's true. It's worth it. I mean, it's, it's definitely worth You can it. get your ult so
1: fast, especially on maps
3: like King's Row. I mean, or I'm, or I'm just arguing, but you could also just go, uh, what's her name now, Somber and just hit Q, and what's that thing going to do?
0: Oh, that's a good so point, too. There's so a think lot of counterplay, Oh, okay. Yeah, that's another reason to play That's That's true. A very yeah, it's, like they, it's
3: like they like they added Sombra to the game, and then they were like, "What do we do with this hero?" So then they added it. They like changed the metric to just be this hero that gets completely countered by
0: Sombra. <laughs> it's a pretty good
3: meta game they just played there, but yeah. It's yeah.
0: Good. Well, I mean, if you're going to hack the thing, you might as well just kill the thing, right? If you're already there. Oh yeah, yeah. I just mean like you EMP all the shields off all the people that have the aura. Or whatever.
3: Oh, oh, I see what you mean. Okay, and I'm sure that it stops the. Teleporter. I would imagine because oh, yeah, yeah. you, you can you yeah. can hack you can hack what's it called? You can mm-hmm. hack torpedoes and turrets. So I would assume mm-hmm. you can hack this thing.
0: Yeah. Uh, so also with Symmetra is a new photon barrier uh, ability. So they've replaced you know her normal shielding ability because they thought it was uh as jeff put it similar to balancing spinning dishes i think is what he said <laughs> which is like okay that's an interesting analogy uh but yeah so this photon barrier is going to be um i think he described it as an elliptical you know like shield that that you that you shoot like or you you're, you push her send off i guess is how it goes and it just you know it, it functions similar to like a reinhardt shield that sort of thing um that sounds pretty cool that's pretty different and I don't know, she's not going to be a tank, obviously, but uh, maybe with her, with, I don't know, Diva, and, I don't know, and Reinhardt or whatnot, you have like crazy amounts of blocking. What do you guys think?
2: I, I oh. think this is a super cool sounding ability. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, this patch came out like two hours ago, so yeah. I only had a chance to tune into some streams here and there. Uh, but if you think about how many Overwatch maps are, are focused around a single choke point with maybe one or two other flanking angles, but like for the most part, people are going through a single choke point. Like this, mm-hmm. this alone is making Symmetra interesting on attack. I think this alone could make her at least somewhat viable uh, on attack. Now, I, I really can't wait to see how this how this plays out because it's a thousand HP. I mean, yeah. this is half it's of huge. a Reinhardt shield. This is twice as much HP as a Winston barrier, and yeah, it's it's very temporary. It doesn't last very long. Um, it moves. Pretty slowly, but it moves quick enough that like you're not going to be able to ha- play with it for too too long. But I think just having one or two seconds of a thousand S- HP extra barrier is is massive. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's going to be a really interesting ability. It'll be great on
0: Involved. You know that first gate. I mean, just just send that thing through, and then you know your your team can just charge through instead of having to have a, a, a flanker or whatnot. That's, kind That's of- a bad.
3: It's a bad week or month to be a DPS character. I think. It's like kind of how I feel right now with this. Like you add, people are already upset. I think a little bit about the Diva extra health, and then the Roadhog being Roadhog. I know what you mean. So then you're at like this point now where you could arguably go Dorado and just wall off the right side, choke on defense with like a May, and then wall off the left side with a Diva Reinhardt and turn turn to like this crazy tanky turtle comp. And then suddenly there's, like, if you, like, really want to picture it, you get the Symmetra ult up, and then... Yeah, there's 75 extra HP. 75 <laughs> HP Devo with Regenable Shields coming at you Time and to run back. Wait, 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 flame. <laughs> yes.
2: throw, throw in a uh, Torbjorn into that.
3: Yeah, I know. Like, well, Torbjorn, yeah, you're adding to the cheese. You have, Holy you only have so many crap. heroes, but... Yeah. Then you have an Ana Healing of 1,000... 150 HP Winston during Primal Rage. Oh There's so much crazy stuff you could do now, but um, this I think stable. I think we're gonna need a, yeah. I think we're gonna need a hero with like a railgun pretty soon that just ignores all these barriers. <laughs> that that would be like the best alt in the
2: game. It's just like a, a railgun that pierces barriers. That'd be sick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that
0: would, okay. That's basically Widowmaker with like piercing.
3: If, if it was like a 75 damage finisher, I think it'd be a pretty good primary weapon okay uh and
2: also even even yet more her primary fire has slightly longer range uh, so <laughs> yep. Symmetra was already like the best counter ever to like a Winston diving your back line Symmetra could just destroy him um but I feel like Winston's Genji's trying to dive on a Symmetra are going to have a really bad time it little- almost seems like it could potentially even work against like a Diva or something like that mm-hmm. um
3: maybe I think Genjis are gonna cry. Like, yeah, actually. I'm, I'm worried. Like, life.
2: I'm already playing less and less Genji as time goes on. Um, I think this. Yeah, this imagine is like so exactly a Sombra. Imagine
3: a Sombra and a Symmetra on defense, and you just remove all the health packs from the team and give a Sombra like 275 HP. So, like, if the Genji comes in at all, he just gets hacked or mowed down by this microwave. There's like, oh, this, there's so much <laughs> weird things you could definitely do in pubs right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, I'm pretty excited. The Void yeah. Rays.
0: Yeah, and then on top of that, she gets six centuries to begin with now instead of the three and then, you know, having to wait. And then her cooldown is actually down to 10 seconds now instead of 12.
2: So, if you think about it, they just buff Symmetra in like four different ways <laughs> Dude, they just in a single patch.
0: super crazy cool. Yeah, so this is their way of just making her viable, forcing her to be viable in some way. Uh, we'll be definitely in the lower levels. People will be playing her a lot, I think. Uh but we'll see what happens at the at the top six entries you can make a death room like immediately i mean you can defend that whatever room you're going to put that shield generator in six of freaking turrets in that room it's pretty tough except you know unless you get like a winston in there or something
3: she needed that i think i mean i don't know about the rest of the buffs but she definitely needed the turret thing i hated that yeah. if you like wanted to run symmetra last second you just couldn't like oh the clock's at 15 seconds <laughs> yeah. turning down so I, and wasted I can't five actually seconds. get to the point yeah exactly yeah. i wasted
0: exactly. five seconds <laughs> running to the point that sucks yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, but anyways, it's exciting. So that sure definitely was one of the characters that needed uh, a lot more, and we've been talking about it since shoot probably late beta or maybe even or mid beta. So finally getting around <laughs> to it, that's definitely great to see. And so, uh, they also mentioned, or Jeff also mentioned that Oasis, uh, I don't isn't in the PTR yet, but will be coming soon. They're they're still trying to I think work out some things, especially the jump pads and whatnot. Uh, so excited to see that map too whenever it finally comes out. Um, okay so let's talk about let's move on let's talk about season 2 just competitive for you guys um how is it going for you mangachu specifically how's the how's the quest for number 1 for season 2 I have it it's pretty you have good it, yes nice. yeah. yes
1: yeah i abuse dynamic queue and i duo with uh Miso and Zoms most of the time and i have I'm sitting at 4600 and like 97 almost 4700
0: nice
1: uh next person is just like barely at 4600 i think it's cody he used to play like only Widowmaker, and like the moment soldier got buffed he did nothing but play soldier and he went from like rank 400 to number two in like three days That's hilarious <laughs> he's, he's a god of soldier yeah um yeah i'm hoping to end this season rank one but I'm not going in super confident because Sinatra has come back. Like, Sinatra used to be, like, 30 points behind me, and then he lost three games, and now I have, like, a 200-point lead, but he's come back before, so.
0: So you, you mentioned abusing the dynamic matchmaking. What, what is everybody, that exactly? Like,
1: everybody just assumes anybody who duo queues or, like, queues with friends, they're just abusing the whole fact that, like, you queue into solo queue people. So All right, like, you want to hear the, you want to hear the real
0: side of the story, Cameron? <laughs> okay, let's hear All it, this,
3: While this let's fluffer totally it, gives man. you the workaround? All right, so here's my experience, right?
0: This is, this is the guide, guys, to
3: laddering. So, like, oh, I man. only solo queue on stream because I'm a masochist. My viewers like watching me tilt. And <laughs> because personally for me, I find, my, I find myself that I get a better understanding of the game when I don't have to rely on, um, like, teammates or whatever, like someone to, like, obviously oh. combo with. If you yeah. solo queue, right, here's the thing. It'll be like, I don't know, 9 o'clock at night. And you'll solo queue. Your games will be going fine. You'll like climb from 38, 39, 4K. You'll get to 41, get really close to 42. And then the clock hits like 11 p.m. Eastern. And suddenly, the game is like, what do I do with this guy? Nobody's playing. Or like, there's not enough top 500 players to play. So what does it do? It gives you like the most unwinnable games. <laughs> but you can get around that by putting two or three people in your party because then even if you do get like four diamond players on your team, you at uh, least still have I three see. top 500 players. Okay. So the odds of you losing goes substantially down the more players that you have with you. So while it's cool and all, um, that's, that's kind of where I'm going though with this is that it's really hard to solo queue climb at all because the game won't actually let you get games with people in your skill level um, past a certain point so i think that that's one of the it's my biggest gripes it's when it like it's like 10, it's 10 or 11 sometimes it's some really early yeah. if you yeah. if you hit q and it says it doesn't know the time you know how it gives you a prediction yeah if it says like unknown then you just have to stop like that's when you hit the button to cancel and you go play one v ones or you load up cares of the storm and get your genji skin you find something <laughs> else to do
0: that's my take on it i hear um, you just, man okay that's that's good advice definitely so 11 p.m guys once it strikes it set your timers For top 500 players, players. for sure. Yeah, top 500. It's not worth it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Fishlegs, how about you, man? How's the season two going?
2: It's been going pretty well. Uh, Was able to climb quite a bit over the weekend. Uh, Not, not the same level as these guys. (laughs) But I made it to midmasters. Yeah, that's great. That's good. Uh, I peaked at 37.06 or something like that over the weekend. Nice. So yeah, hoping hoping to get a couple more games in before the end of the season, which Blizzard please it's a national holiday we have a 4 day weekend and the season ends the day before the 4 day week- weekend. You're basically <laughs> making it so I'm not going to play Overwatch during like when I have the most free time uh ever. So thanks a lot Blizzard. Um uh, but dude, I noticed something weird about Masters. Like once you start to get into like low mid Masters, the trolling like escalates. I've seen more bastions and like Torbs and random bullshit and metros oh, like on attack
3: like in in oh, low to mid them? masters then then okay. diamond i don't wow. i don't know it's, it's pretty it's weird tilt man it like you get enough games like that mm-hmm. all right so you start off yeah, your night i'll like funny. i'll give you guys the solo queue experience for people <laughs> who aren't is... familiar with solo queue you start off your night you're in like a really good mood you get home from work you maybe took a nap and then suddenly you play like two or three games, and you're like, all right, this is good. This is going good. This is like fine. I'm winning. I'm on a win streak. And like, you'll get like a six game win streak, right? And you'll get up to like, I don't know, 40, 4,000, 4,100, maybe even lower, depending on where you started, right? And you'll be on like a seven game win streak. You're getting 30 SR per game. Everything is going great. And then the next game, you get this dude on your team who's been through the ringer and he doesn't want to get off Smetra and he's going to play it on both sides. And he'll disable team chat and he'll just feed and then he'll say, I have gold damage, even when he doesn't. <laughs> and suddenly your mental state is just it's just destroyed. Yep. And there's nothing you can do. And then you take that mentality where you just lost your seven game win streak to the Symmetra player into the next game, and suddenly you don't even care anymore because your win streak's done. It's a chain. And it's you chain. it just keeps and then maybe exciting. you break someone else's win streak because you don't even <laughs> want to play Reinhardt, but you need to play Reinhardt. I don't know. It's like it, it, it's a chain reaction it's that goes cycle, throughout the ladder yeah. throughout the night. Yeah. It's the win streaks cycle. I think are hurting more than helping. I could do a video on that if people want, but I don't, yeah, I've, i mean, I've heard a bad environment.
0: i definitely heard of more people, at least lately, doing that. And I think I think it might have to do something with, with you know people trying, and like you said, they, they get broken or whatnot, and they've already reached their highs, and maybe they just can't reach their highs anymore, or it, maybe it's just not realistic for them, so they just literally quick play competitive. I don't know why they do it when they can just play quick play, but uh, yeah, <laughs> that can be pretty rough for sure. Uh, but yeah so season two ends tomorrow is that right Yeah, Yeah, tomorrow tomorrow. yeah so um yeah season three is coming up real soon and any what are the big changes coming up in season three just so we can the quick
3: play with i mean it's in right now but the quick play with one hero limit is a very big deal for the duration of the season i think like right now i I don't know i mean mangan is obviously trying to fight for his number one spot but i think if he was in like i'm like number 100 or something like when you're down there there's not really much of an incentive right now to play because all yeah. you can really do is lose your top 500 yeah. um so i think like all of the big changes that came with the somber patch will like you maybe you didn't feel them super big right now but i think next season is when it'll like you'll feel it too
0: so you guys gonna? You guys have enough to buy a, another golden weapon after this, for sure, right? All of you guys will probably get it. no. No, no not yet. That mid? Okay. No, you no. get. What? You get one, right? Can no. you not we'll, get one? Maybe. Well, get one after the season. Yeah, after the season.
1: Yeah, that's I what can, I mean. Like, yeah, I can't can earn season. one right now. Yeah. Oh, after, yeah, yeah after, the after the season. As yeah, soon as
0: you break four K, you get a free weapon. <laughs> All right. So, which which ones are you getting next? Which weapon you get next? Probably May. May? Wow. Yeah. Okay.
1: That's. I've been grinding on May this season. Like people are thinking I I can only play like Farah Roadhog or Farah May, and that's all I've ever played. Like this season, May just became really good. I just picked her up, and I've been loving her. So,
0: yeah, okay, May. All right, how about you, Flame?
3: I mean, I already have Golden May, so I'm probably (laughs) gonna go with Golden Symmetra for next season. (laughs)
0: Golden would be sick, dude. If her beam changed color, too that'd be so awesome uh fish golden things. turrets can we get golden turrets oh, great. that'd be one great sweet. that'd be that would be sweet hmm i
2: don't know maybe uh maybe winston or something i'm a big fan of winston winston
0: wow okay okay i think if i were to get one i think I, I'd, well, I'd probably get the diva one actually diva winston one of the two yeah yeah um
2: i, I before we move on i just want to ask our uh, experts here are D.Va and Soldier too good right now? Or like They're not like must-picks, but they're like, you probably should have one on most maps in most situations. Um, At least
3: that's my perspective. At least is, Soldier. Oh, we can talk the thing, well, the yeah, thing is, right?
0: Better.
3: Yeah, we can talk. I mean, you want to talk about it right now?
0: Sure. I mean, if want to wait for about Envious. Me. Well, I we mean, can, whatever. We
3: can, yeah, we can talk about it. Um, the thing is, 76 is really good right now. Like, there's no it's doubting so it. Um, if you're not running diva, how are you dealing with seventy-six? That's kind of where I think it is right now in terms of how it's playing out. It's like you want to run 76 because he's just amazing. And then the only way that you really can deal with the aimbot and with the nano boosted Tech Visor and with him in general is with the right click from D.Va yep. with the matrix. So I think D.Va might be too tanky right now. Um, but she's only too tanky if you run the 76. I think teams are still afraid a little bit to get off the seventy six or like even I mean McCree gets shredded by her even harder, but I'm almost at the point where I think you might start seeing seventy six not get picked, and like teams will switch the seventy six out for like a May or a Zarya just to kill the Diva, but mm, okay, I think it, I think Zarya might be more or Diva might be more overpowered right now than the seventy six, just because of the fact that she arguably
0: counters the seventy six. That alt too, man. It's yeah. Been pretty good lately, Nanga. What do you think, man?
1: Uh, I think Diva. She's like really good right now. I forget how it worked the last time she was like broken when her uh it used to be her shift, I think, or her E was the uh, the defense matrix, and then turn to the right click and it had like a 0.5-second cooldown. And it was just unbelievably broken at the time. Because you could, like, catch rockets where it. You go like, <laughs> exactly. drop it in between yeah, exactly. while Clara was it. using rockets. Yeah. It was unbelievable back then. And, like, she was really good for a somewhat short period of time. And then everybody just remembered how easy it is to counter her. You know, you just go, like, you go Zen, and then you hook her, and then she's yep. dead. But mm-hmm. that's not really a thing anymore. Like, she doesn't get destroyed because of that 100 HP. So it's not that hard of a counter, but I feel like people are just going to start running counters just to mess with her. And then she's just useless. Uh, Soldier, I feel like they did, like, when they nerfed McCree's right click, They were saying, oh, he's a tank buster. You know, that
3: shouldn't be a thing. Soldier 76 is a tank buster right now. Yeah. He destroys. Totally. But you know Busters. what's crazy, like, actually, that you mentioned that, is that I feel like I, w- I wouldn't I would mind if they buffed him back to the point where he could two-shot the Winston like he could before. Because of how good Anna is. Like I feel like the damage to heal ratio right now is like in a really weird spot where mm-hmm. I almost wish that McCree could bust down tanks even harder than he does. I mean his right click is just know? bad
1: right now, honestly. Other uh, than flashbang, like if and if it's like a two hundred HP character, like it, there's no point of right like, clicking a tank. No, yeah, of course. As far as I'm concerned, so I yeah, like honestly, then buffing it wouldn't be a bad idea. I've never really been a fan of that, because I just feel like it's kinda like a brain dead combo against like low HP characters and that's all I play for the most part. So it always tilted me. But like if they're gonna above Soldier like this, you know, they shouldn't have nerfed McGree like that. I
2: that's
1: mean the point. thing the thing about soldiers
2: they bumped his damage per bullet by about fifteen percent from seventeen to twenty. Seems like twenty one. Is it twenty yeah. one? I thought it was
0: twenty. It's three. It's I plus I thought, three, whatever it is. It is. Three? Oh okay. I thought, I thought it was plus, plus three.
2: So at this point like I literally think lowering that by one damage per bullet might be enough to just bring him, like, more into... Literally, I mean, they boosted, like, 15%. If they only buffed it by, like, 10 or 11% or whatever that is, I think that that would be enough. Um, It's it's literally, like, on the edge, because I don't think he's crazy OP. It's not like he dominates everyone, uh, but he's just so good that... You usually want him on your team in almost every situation. So I think literally taking it down like one or two damage per, per bullet is all it really needs.
3: Well, what's crazy is that, I mean, in, if you go in that direction, I think you kind of open yourself up more to the the tank problem. I mean, I call it a problem. It's whatever you want to call it. Um, but the fact that like there's not many things in the game right now that can kill something that Ann is shooting.
1: Yeah, leads yeah. back to Anna. She's and
3: really like, true. She, she is wrong, so. Uh, you have uh, to like. I, I agree that I think 76's damage is probably too high, and like, <clears throat> you probably want to put him more in line with McCree in terms of like DPS. I ha- like as a tracer spammer, I can't. Even, you, you can't play tracer against seventy six right now. It's actually like so obnoxious. You get headshot like twice or something, and you're down to half HP, and then maybe you eat like a random like, bullet from someone else. You're just dead. Even the rocket, like rocket in two clicks, I think you're a dead tracer. Yeah. So I agree, his damage is too high, but. It's still not enough to kill these Reinhardt Roadhog comps. Yeah, yeah but that's
0: so, that's more of an weird. issue with Ana though. Than, yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, no, you for don't, sure. You don't I just mean, to keep like keep. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, the yeah no. I, that. want Anna, I
3: want Ana. I want Ana nerfed yeah. some way. But I'm, that, that was kind of my point. It's like don't touch his damage without touching that too. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, You start lowering his damage, and then suddenly we're back to Winston Roadhog Zarya comps every game. And... I mean, we still are kind of like that. Like the
1: whole counter to triple tank was the fact that you get ult really fast. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then they just sure. <laughs> they they decreased it they increased it. Like, I'll take forever to charge now. I, which, I mean, like, I'm a fan of because... Oh, yeah, I love it. I mean, like, the skill ceiling, I guess, of the game. You, you can't just rely on Anna mm-hmm. N-O Reaper or yep. Zarya Hanzo or whatever because they're a lot more rare. But they buffed Triple Tank by doing that. And they didn't nerf Ana to I, I think the that... extent that the people like that it needs to be. Like, they nerfed her All her also always been good, but, like, the rest of her kit is also undeniably broken. Other than, like, maybe Sleep, but... Sleep still really good,
3: yeah. I think her heal pretty. I, I wouldn't, I, I mean, I had ideas, so like, I don't want to turn this into a like suggestion discussion, but <laughs> I was thinking, like, if you could turn it like TF2 with like crit heals, where if you're taking damage, you heal less than if you haven't taken damage for X amount of seconds, that might be good, like, just oh, as a general yeah. rule across the game, that'd be yeah. okay. That'd, and then maybe good. like nerf the HP of some of the tanks, like, does Diva need 600? Does Roadhog need whatever? What's Roadhog 600? Yeah, yeah, like, does, do they need 600 health? Like, I don't think so, but. Well, Diva definitely needed something. I think Maybe Roadhog kind of
1: needs, like, a good amount of health just because of the lack of protection that he has yeah. in his self heal every eight seconds for yeah.
0: half his health.
1: You know, yeah. that's balanced. Well, you're
0: giving, you're giving up shield, too. Unless Anna nukes you, yeah. then it's your entire HP pool. Yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> that's right. all <laughs> 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 that leads back to Anna, man. Yeah, that's true.
3: No, I agree. I agree with that.
0: All right. Well, why don't we? Uh, we're going to talk to more meta in a second once we get to the events. But um, why don't we move on for now just to some some uh, events and player news that that have been that are coming up at least. So Dreamhack. Uh, that's going to be coming up in uh, this week, actually. So they an- they announced the talent, and this is probably like a week, week and a half ago. So again, we haven't had a show in a couple weeks. So uh, the DreamHack talent was announced, and uh, the biggest thing here to notice is really that that Hex is this is for, Hex's first big land that he's getting invited to. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Since Hex, you know, for those who've been watching since beta, has been you know one of the main uh, Gosu gamers, casters for a long time, and he's done some other um, some other community events too. So cool that he's getting a chance, you know, at, at one of these big events. Uh, others, Zoe's so going to be hosting. Uh, Mister X is going to be casting. Of course, ZP and Jason and uh, Uber shouts, or uh, yeah, it's going to or Mitch, as we like to call him. <laughs> I'm not sure what to call him anymore. It's like is he Uber he hates or Uber. Is he It's Mitch? weird. Yeah, yeah it's he's like... like trying to rebrand
3: himself, but I don't think he knows how to do it yet. He hasn't <laughs> yeah. found the right balance. <laughs> no, I know for a fact he is because I talked to him in depth about it okay. at BlizzCon about like how he doesn't. He doesn't like the name, but he can't switch because he doesn't like the word shouts, but he can't change his name to Uber because of like copyright.
0: (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay. Well, because then people are going to call him for cabs. Like, (laughs) call him for cabs. That's true. That's, that's pretty funny. But, anyways, yeah. So, I don't know. What do you guys think? I mean, it's pretty cool that Hex is getting a shot, right?
2: I mean, he definitely deserves it. Mm -hmm. You put in the, you pay your dues and you should, you should get, uh, rewarded for that. Um, I mean, we've seen it. So many times, Chris, in in esports, the people who really put in the work week in and week out and cast every online cup on weekdays and weekends and sacrifice their uh, their time consistently over months and months and months, uh, usually and it usually ends up paying off. uh, So good to see uh, that happening here. And I know a lot of people on Reddit are going to be happy about this. They've been asking, where's Hex? Where's Hex? Where's Hex? So, Mm -hmm.
0: yeah, good for him, man. Yeah, definitely. And DreamHack's always been great about that too. Like DreamHack, I think, is really good about recognizing the community and you know, again, like you said, who puts in the, the work and you know, sometimes taking a chance on those guys, giving them you know an opportunity to to kind of experience this whole thing. So um, yeah, great, great for Hex and hopefully he does a great job too. There's so many casters though. We got lots of casters, right? Now, I saw that so.
3: I saw that BlizzCon. I was thinking to myself, like, it was pretty funny. I mean, I don't want to tell the whole story, but I kept running into ZP at the blizzard party whatever it was it was like the mixer on thursday yeah. i think yeah and every time i ran to zp i guess he had had like a few shots or whatever drinks <laughs> and you can't, every oh, time boy. i see him every That's no, like literally stories. every time i see him have you okay. guys seen hex have you seen hex are you like hex is here have you met hex yet have i introduced you to hex like okay. he was so genuinely excited and like i'm really happy for hex and him to be able to like do an event live it's like really yeah. good or it's just good for the scene and i like really appreciated the genuine excitement from zp
0: yeah zp good guy man totally good guy um okay uh next up we've got uh t- oh so mlg the teams have been announced for uh the invitational that's gonna any that's gonna be happening in december so um i guess there's no surprises really here right with uh the teams we got phase cloud nine energy rise nation fanatic team envious team liquid and complexity
2: Come. Team Envious, which now has no North American players left on the <laughs> I
4: know.
3: <laughs> okay, you guys actually want to have this argument? Right? Are you on? Are you on? Are you in that argument? Like, are, do you have a side in that argument? <laughs> S- side? I, there's, there's, oh, you, you know what about, I'm talking about, you know about, I'm talking guy, about right? I mean, I'm not gonna, I don't want to bring it up. It's today to right. or not? Right. Uh, so no, 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 not just like because there were other teams that felt that. I mean, there's like a whole. There was a whole discussion about Rogue because they're like an NA org, and I don't know if you guys missed it, but they Most were missed it. Yeah. Oh, so, like, when they announced the team, Rogue was pretty upset. I mean, I, I guess it, it makes sense from my perspective that they're upset because they're or based in Las Vegas. So, like, to be not invited to MLG Vegas kind of probably felt bad for them just from, like, a home thing. But then there was a lot of discussion on Reddit about Envious not having any NA players, but, like, they've been living here for so long. Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I consider them an American team now just because the fact they've been living in those condos in, was it, North Carolina for so long. But, um.
2: Yeah, they're physically in North yeah. America. Like, it's yeah, fine. Exactly. They're a yeah. North American team. I, I, I'm, I'm for it. Exactly. It's still, yeah. it's still funny to poke fun at that.
0: That's take, I mean, they upgraded,
3: right? They got rid of the American. They brought in... <laughs>
0: Dude, take take brought rogue in from EU, man. I mean, who, we just, what do we have? Like, Nip and like who, who else we got over there? And
3: what's crazy is they're all moving here. I think yeah, Rogue's going to so. be moved in by the time... I mean, probably soon, right? Because Apex just ended. Yeah, probably. Uh,
0: so anyways, yeah, Vegas, you guys going to be there? Vegas is always fun especially in December. <laughs> so
2: I haven't booked my flights yet, but uh, I definitely absolutely would like to be there for obvious reasons. It's Vegas and it's pretty good. Uh, pretty damn good lineup of teams. Uh, it's, it's interesting that they decided to go with the NA Invitational. I mean, I guess it could be good for viewership because uh, a lot of these teams are fan favorites, um, especially like cloud nine NRG, yeah. Fnatic, Envious. Like, these teams, when they play, they bring an audience. So I can understand from that perspective. Um, and also, there was actually a really good post by I think I think it was Retzi from Rise Nation. Kind of did this whole write up on as, kind of powerhouses. Power. Yeah, oh, okay. Thing. All right. Sorry, mixing up. Uh, yeah, he he wrote a little bit of like power rankings for the teams, and it's very true. I mean, it, it's not set in stone. North America, these teams kind of uh, they sh- mm-hmm. you know things move around a lot. Um, It's also another chance to see Envious with their new roster, which is maybe going to have Mickey on it. (laughs) I I, I I haven't heard either way. I
3: haven't heard either way. Yeah, Yeah. so that's going to be interesting. I talked to Timeo actually about that, and I think that they wanted, like, they want to bring him back. It's just a matter, like, it's a lot for him, right? This is, I mean, it's a big opportunity, obviously. If the team does well, like, I don't, I want, I want to say that they're favorites to win Apex right now, but they're definitely like beating Rogue. Carries a lot of oh, weight yeah. for but them moving side, forward. I don't think they're so favorites. they might be. Yeah. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. I don't think they're favorites, but if they win, if they can get out of this next match against Kong, is it Kangdo? yeah. Which yeah. is yeah. they'll they'll probably be favorites to win because that side of the bracket was the stack side. So right next week will probably be the deciding factor, right? I don't know. It's a matter of whether or not, I guess, he wants to move to the to NA because he's just ditching Thailand, moving to Korea, then moving to North America. Like, that's a big deal. But he but looks like a happy dude, man. Like, he does, man. <laughs> I, have very very I have never man. seen There's someone all these smile hearts, bigger baby. during, a, like, like <laughs> in general. That, like,
0: I watched that VOD. They yeah. kept handing the camera to him, and, like, he just looks like he's having a blast, and he I really does. respect that. Yeah, no, he does. But I think he was quoted as saying that, you know, he's heading back to Thailand after this. No plans to join the team, but... If they pay him enough, he'll join yeah. the team, basically.
3: Yeah. <laughs> just won, what, organ of the Year or something? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so Envious. Uh, they're feeling good, good right now. Like, the, you know, like. Hey, come on, has. <laughs> Sponsors go through that weird thing. That's like, sweet. some weeks they'll feel rich. Right. Some weeks they'll feel poor. This is definitely a rich week for Envious. Yeah. So, um, that's cool. Can I just say, uh, if it wasn't for the World Cup, there's no
2: way yeah. that people would right. know about Mickey. Like. Mm-hmm. That is one of the best things to come out of
0: this World Cup. I think yeah, it's I so awesome. Yeah, and I mean, we'll, again, we'll talk about. We keep skipping. We keep skipping yeah. forward, but You're we'll talk joking. about. There's being a lot cool. of here. Oh, Yeah, gosh. yeah, no, but it's definitely a great thing for Mickey and the Thailand. Thailand team was one of the most underrated teams, or the the sleeper pick for a lot of folks. And we were we were first looking at groups and hearing about scrims. They received like fourth, right? And uh, their y- pool? Y- uh, in their pool? Oh, yeah. Oh, I think they were seeded. No, not in the whole thing. Like, yeah. yeah. In their, oh. Out
1: of the group, they were definitely, like, the last in the list when we went over it. <coughs> yeah. I think
0: yeah, yeah, They were the last in the list, but based on scrims that everybody was having, right? Everybody was saying that the team was... Rolling like, everybody. Yeah, yeah. exactly. De- like, destroying everybody. Yeah. So, uh, I'm sure Mickey was a huge part of that. Actually, they were, there was some kind of meter they were talking about where some kind of kill meter or kill rating and this yeah, yeah. was like the highest right and that's kind of what what got a lot of people's attention yeah hulk's i talked to yeah
3: i talked to hulk and or maybe it was time Moon, and i was like where did they find this guy and hulk was like we just saw his name pop up in the kill feed over and over at world <laughs> cup <laughs> oh it was just oh he got a kill feed oh i thought I it was like a separate we, thing i, no, they they was, like, I stats. mean they had stats so, so maybe they actually right, knew but yeah. They said that I guess that maybe they had scrim, but they definitely just picked them out straight from maybe the World Cup week. They probably just had a good time. They just, there was a picture of him and Harry Hook like feeding each other at a restaurant. Oh, yeah, on yeah, Twitter today, that. and yeah, like
0: yeah, you guys saw that. That's, they just look really like they're funny. having a blast, man.
3: I hope they bring him back.
0: Uh, anyways, moving on. Uh, Tailspin leaves Envious. That was obviously a lot of the, a little bit of drama this past week, and uh, you know having him leave mid Apex too, like right before their their uh, you know just big quarterfinals match. Um, that was very surprising to a lot of people. And, uh, yeah, you know, obviously there was there was some drama as to why he left and whatnot. But, um, you know, it sounds like there was definitely some disagreements on uh, maybe some personality clashes as well as disagreements on how to maybe prepare for, for matches or whatnot. And Talesman thought it was best for him just to leave and, you know, maybe take a little bit of a break and then um, maybe join another team. Because he's definitely going to stay in Overwatch. It's just. You know, definitely didn't want to stay with NBS. What do you guys think? Man,
2: it is is strange to drop out in the quarterfinals of, like, a huge tournament. Like,
0: probably the biggest tournament right now, (laughs) easily. That
2: was a really, really strange move. And I've known Ronnie Tailspin for many, many years. Uh, He's a very mature guy uh, from everything I've seen. So this is a bit of a surprise to me. Um, But... I mean, we're we're gonna get to talking about this. All of these topics are just intertwined. But it, it just like it's really interesting. It's like one of the first times we've seen like a player drop a team and then multiple people in that team switch their roles yeah, after that. Was, yeah. It's not like they yeah. just replaced him, they added Mickey, who's like playing tank, and then that switched Harry Hook to DPS and Hulk. Internet Hulk yeah. to Lucio, Lucio. Main. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, I, I was really surprised to see that from Tailspin. But obviously, like Envious is finding a new groove uh, that they fit into very well. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else to say on, say on that. It's weird. I wonder where yeah. Tailspin's going to go. I mean, there's a lot of teams that I think could benefit from his DPS uh, mm-hmm. accolades. So, that's, that's also an interesting storyline. Where will Tailspin end up
0: now? Still number one, fair in my mind. I mean, e- easily. And not to mention like all the other DPS characters he's definitely very adept with. So, I, it'd be. It would be hard to imagine Tailspin not landing with with one of the a marquee teams, but uh, but right now there's not many openings, right? Like, who are the most likely teams that you could think of? Could, Nobody could be... right now, right? I yeah. mean, I mean Half cool cool Equal
1: is just confirmed as a tr- current trial. Like that, he's the best that he's played with with Fnatic.
0: Who? So, no. Uh,
1: Half Equal. Cool.
0: Oh, Half Equal. Okay. He's
1: with DreamHack and MSI. So. Mm-hmm. Like if half if things don't work out with half pickle, cool, I could see them maybe talking to Tailspin, because Coolmat and Tailspin were yeah, by yeah. far like my favorite DPS combo, and uh, closed beta back when everybody was on Envious. Mm-hmm. Matt's playing Flex now, obviously, but like to see those two playing on its team again would be great.
0: It would be cool, It'd be like old school, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be nice. Um, but yeah, I I'd li- you know we were definitely hearing some. You know, just, I guess, rumors of a lot of big teams shaking up, especially after the World Cup and maybe even after Apex here. And so we're starting to see, maybe we're halfway through it. I don't know. We've definitely seen some big moves, like, recently with with players. But this one, I I wasn't quite expecting, at least so soon. That was kind of crazy. Next up, Cooler replaces Crew on Misfits. So this is a pretty big change, too. Crew is, I thought, a big part of Misfits' Um, success and whatnot. What do you guys think? too many egos right now i think <laughs> you
3: think i mean like i like i'm I don't, i'm just gonna be blunt like there's too many egos like that whole post from cooler was in my eyes or not from cooler from crew like the way that they mentioned or like the way that they talked about it like you could tell that there was like some massive personality ego centric issues and like it's hurting the scene i think like, I was overcritical on Twitter about, like, Tailspin leaving mid-quarter finals because I thought, like, it looked bad from an Overwatch outsider perspective. Like, just from a spectator and, like, an investor and, like, an org point of view, it's, like, the same thing here. I'm down with them doing it mid, like, in the off-season for them, kind of. Like, Misfits doesn't have... I don't think there's many tournaments coming up from Europe that I know of other than DreamHack, but I don't know if they're even in DreamHack. I think they are. Yeah, they are, yeah. So they are in yeah, DreamHack, they're, that they're, it's, they're I guess it's kind cool of fun. a big deal for them. But they have time, right? That's not for... A little while. No, yeah. This, this week, week <laughs> oh, wait, is this right, so week. Well, I'm completely off my timeline. I thought Dreamhack was after MLG. No, no, no. When's, uh, no, I'm, I'm, oh, yeah, no.
1: Wednesday is MSI. Okay, okay, you right. MSI right. is in between Dreamhack. Yeah, it's anyway, in a couple weeks, I think. Okay. Yeah, got so. yeah, I got those two confused.
3: Okay. Point being, the timing's weird. The like the leaving statement was weird. And like he's so good, like you have to bring yourself down too. Because if you think about like you just left BlizzCon and like they just hyped this league, all you have to do is like put on your happy face and play. You know, like I feel like breaking ties with some people right now is like the worst timing. So, to yeah. me, it's bizarre because I always really admired Cruz's Zarya play. Like he's known for his Zarya, and like really he, he comes off Zarya, and I think he plays Reaper too. And he's like he just pounds like that team won E League. And then, what are you doing? Like, some, I don't know. That's where I think, I mean, we can transition this, but that's where I think, like, the league is the best thing right now because I feel like these teams need more structure and, like, discipline well, to, like, get forced. through shit like this without creating these really artificial or unnecessary internal issues.
0: Well, that's the thing with the league, is, you know, this type of league that they're talking about, it'll force you to you know it's going to be like some guy that's you know playing for you know basketball or football or whatnot you know nba nfl or whatnot he he doesn't want to go to that team well it's too bad you have to go to that team unless you're going to sit out for an entire year and then you know like basically be a free agent after that that's happened like a couple times i think ever um and i think one of the most biggest ones was like kobe didn't want to go to you know minnesota or whatnot and basically forced his way into the lakers but um that doesn't happen you know, so these players, they'll be forced to play with each other and it'll be interesting. And it's kind of, I kind of want to ask you, Manga, like how you feel about it, like as a player too, it's just like, if you're going to be in an environment where, you know, traditionally esports has always been, the teams kind of build themselves and then eventually, you know, get sponsored, you know, these, these organizations, you know, support them and, and foster them. And you know, maybe once they get in a coach, then, then there, there's a different element to it. But for the most part, they have been more of their own entity and having more of a a sponsorship monetary you know um support when we're talking about the professional league it's different it's going to be the teams you know being the organizations and they're you know, essentially picking the players and building the teams and those players they have to play together no matter if you like it or not you got to play with you know player x over here how do you feel about that mega
1: i like it to an extent like i feel like it's kind of a big thing especially with na overwatch I guess Overwatch in general with misses, don't ha- having all that drama. Fitz isn't the end, by the way. I mean, I'm not, I don't want to spoil anything, but <laughs> there's gonna be more roster swaps for me. Yeah, exactly. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, like a bunch of gonna be happening in the future. Like they're getting ready for the league, if they can even get the team in the league. I don't know how that works out. To be 100 percent honest, but like people just need to learn to deal with the bullshit that comes with other yeah. people. Like people may, people may tilt. Mm-hmm. People may goof around or whatever and you may not like that but if they're playing very well when it matters in matches you know that's all that really matters
3: Mm -hmm. yeah so i mean i'll i want to come off on this or i want to talk about this because i talked to nate at blizzcon about this too and he brought up football or something he's like most of these kids have never played team sports they don't know what discipline is like and like i kind of get what he meant like at the time you kind of think when i thought about it i was like oh like you don't really want to draw comparisons to like team sports but I played soccer, I played football through high school. Like you there's like this weird, I don't want to say weird, but currently with teams in esports, it's very like player politics. Like I'm sure Mangachu has had his fair share of roster drama and like I've had my fair share of roster drama over the years between multiple games, where like one person's your leader and that person makes all the decisions, but they're also your player on your team. So even if so, like when you get into team arguments or, like, your t- your teammates, like, disagree on something, that one player has a bigger value in his say, even if maybe they're wrong. And, like, we just saw that actually in Dodo with, like, Team Secrets drama. It was arguably the same thing, where, like, one player has too much power. But in sports, traditionally, that doesn't happen. Like, all the players are treated equal. They all, like, work together. They all go to practice together. They are all punished together. Like, if one player messes up on the football team, the whole team, like, runs for it or, like, has to do push-ups or whatever for it or the extra day in the light room you know like you have like a very more team-centric mentality when you play team sports and I think that that's definitely lacking currently in esports where there's no real final say there's no like role model in front of you like I've had offers to coach and I think to myself like how could I coach a team that already exists like I'd almost rather coach a team that I created that like knew that i would like i would just be like that model you know like well you just I don't say a robot just like that person right? who has yeah, like their the speaker. say yeah. and the players are just there to play and any bullshit that goes on is someone else's problem because like there's an analyst to like tell you what the strategy should be or a coach to tell you like just get over it go hit the weight room i don't know you know like not that same thing but that kind of voice of reason that doesn't exist right now and i think that yeah. that's what's really hindering the growth in some ways
0: i mean you'd you've definitely had professional teams like in the past, multiple professional teams that have won championships together, like in, in traditional sports that haven't liked each other, you know, like I'll throw an NBA one, Shaq and Kobe hated each other, totally hated each other. And they won, you know, two championships together, hating each other. So that, that's the the thing about, you know, this type of league is uh, it's, I don't know. It's so much about, um, uh, I, I think it's more about professionalism. You know, it's like, Making these guys Agreed. more yeah. professional, you know, and, you know, you have to understand this is your job and you don't have to necessarily like the guy next to you. And like you said, if he's playing well, then, you know, kind of suck it up. And especially this moment, like, I, I don't know how the teams are going to be formed initially, but I'm, if, if I were just to make a guess, I would guess that some of the teams will be formed based on the current you know the current form teams so if you are an organized team right now you probably have a better shot than just that single dude that's just you know floating right now so um yeah i i think it's it, it is much smarter to like try to try to remain with an organization i think going into this this phase there's, there's like, a combine though there will like, be a combine that, but
3: still you know you
0: that have might to think help
1: th- to an extent but, but yeah. the
0: combine has to like
3: make that call too right like if you get picked up and you have personality issues, maybe right yeah, now there's teams that have issues and they just deal with it. But maybe like your coach would be like, I'm over your shit and you're just gone or like your GM, whatever. Like, I don't want to deal with this. Yeah. And it, it'll definitely be healthier. I don't know. I agree with the com. I mean, the combine will obviously be a thing, but it's a good on how it's not going to save starts. you. Yeah, exactly. It's not, it's not going to change your personality. That's and cool. I think the slap in the face of professionalism will definitely um, be a make or break for some people. Mm-hmm.
0: It's a reality call, that's for sure. Um, Okay, well, let's move on. Let's talk about some of the events. So Apex being the big one right now in Korea. uh, It's coming into the final rounds. We just completed the quarterfinals. Or we had the big quarterfinals, at least the the, the half that had Envious and, and Rogue as well as Lunatic High and kongdu Unsia. <laughs> so mbs and rogue had to play each other which is like god really guys why, why did well they didn't have to, play, didn't have each to play each other they didn't have to play each other oh yeah. and boy did it blow up in their face too. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah uh if you guys haven't watched the vod here let me link you the guys the vod um i mean it, it was uh, incredible like just by mds being able to you know, practice. I don't even know how many days. Uh, was it even a week? Three days. Three days. Yeah. Three days, three practice days practicing three? with totally. Mickey. Yeah. yeah. Practicing with Mickey three days. And uh, they were able to, to beat Rogue 3 2. Uh, coming back actually down 2 1 or 1 2. And, um, yeah, it, it was shocking. I mean even like listening to Doe and Monty casting it, I mean they they, they were casting it from the standpoint like, Oh, this is just amazing that envious is even hanging in all these games and you know, even getting one off of Rogue, then all of a sudden they end up winning the last two games on some just amazing plays, especially Mickey's Diva nukes like having huge moments, killing three or four guys at times. That was that was insane. But did you guys get a chance to watch the VODs for the Yes? For oh man. What did you guys think? It
2: was a really good series. If you haven't seen the VOD, just go to uh, twitch.tv slash OGNGlobal, click on videos, go check it out. It's a really exciting match that I really I would encourage everyone to go watch. Um, obviously, is a showcase of Diva and 76, both teams playing a lot with both of those characters. Uh, but also, one thing that really stood out to me was AKM's Farah. We saw AKM play so much Farah for Rogue. And he played incredibly well. And it was just amazing that Rogue uh still lost, even considering you know, you had uh Tvick really dominating with 76. You had AKM playing a really interesting Farrah. Um, obviously we we alluded to this earlier on the Envious side, Harry Hook. How many months and months and months have we been hearing that yeah. this guy has god tier aim? If mm-hmm. only he played DPS for envious, we could see it. Well, now he's finally playing DPS and Yes, indeed, he is an incredible McCree. <laughs> um, I think the 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 one thing I would say about uh, about Harry Hook is his aim is insane, but he clearly doesn't have like the quite the same game sense as like yeah. a, a lot of other McCrees, especially with his alt. Like Harry Hook's aim was sick, but his his uh, high noons like barely did anything ever the whole whole set. Um, but yeah, incredibly close. Um, every time they went to two CP, I don't want to give too many spoilers, but every every two CP. Ended in ties, so it was like tie break. It was like a really, really <laughs> yeah, long yeah. best of five. Um, but yeah, everyone should go watch it for sure.
3: What's nuts to me is that I feel like Envy should have or could have won harder than they did. Um, really okay. Like, all right, so one thing I want to point out too is that this team's lived together for almost a year now, or it's been it feels like it's been close to a year, maybe it's been like six months, and a year just feels better in my head, but. <laughs> They have the synergy. They've been playing forever. Like, Harry, I I used to pub with them. Like, they would pub on the E server back before they moved out to Korea. And, like, you would see them stacking. And Harry would always play DPS because nobody wants to lose their own pubs. But the way that they switched their roster, like the way that Mickey came in and pushed everyone around, I feel like was, like, the best-case scenario that they could have asked for. Because I talked to Taimu, and he was saying, like, they tried scrims with or with Zarya throughout the entire week, and they just lost all of them. Mm-hmm. So they just didn't want to run Zarya at all because they couldn't make it work. And then they put Mickey on this, like they just let Mickey play as D.Va all the time, and they just won all of their scrims. And like the King's row match was pretty one-sided for Envy. They couldn't finish, like they couldn't finish in the three-minute overtime somehow. But I think that that was their fault. The Hanamura match, both teams arguably should have capped through the map and then got stuck on like the last tick or a clutch team fight. And, like, that wasn't really that close. And then Eichenwald was, like, such a great performance from Envy and, like, such a – I don't know. The whole series didn't feel as one-sided as, like, as people thought. But I think it had a lot to do with the fact that putting Internet Hulk off of the off-tank, like, made a huge difference because his Lucio was so good. I mean, like, you don't see it when you're watching. But, like, I analyzed the VODs last night, and his sound barriers were great. His positioning was great. He, like, very rarely gets caught out. And – getting him off of the Winston role and onto the shot call role, I think really, really paid off for them. Yeah, I totally
2: agree. I mean, we've seen some questionable play from Internet Hulk on Winston lately, I'll be honest. Uh, so, I and they, we've talked about this before on the show. Internet Hulk was the person who put this team together. They, His teammates credit him for coming up with a lot of their strategies. So it makes total sense for him to be on Lucio. Um, I think that... That was maybe almost the most impactful switch um, with yeah. bringing Mickey in more than any any other uh, player switching around. Maybe it was
3: having Internet Hulk stick to Lucio now. And they had like this weird issue in the past, and I talked about it yesterday, but they never played. They, like There would be so many games where Envy would lose, but it's because they just didn't want to go on Reinhardt. Like Hulk didn't want to play Reinhardt. Coco didn't want to play Reinhardt. Coco would wind up playing Zarya, and then you'd see Hulk on Winston because Hulk <laughs> never wanted to Reinhardt. And then, like you would lose because you need Reinhardt. So they only ran Reinhardt last night. Like Coco, very rarely switched off, if at all. And there's sc- like it was it was like a scary performance, man. Like Mickey's Diva was insane. Mm-hmm. Coco's Reinhardt combo with Mickey's Diva was insane. Like. Harry Hook's aim was arguably the best you'll ever see. Like he would pop aimbot and his crosshair would still be following the reticle. <laughs> it was like the craziest thing I've ever, it was It was really eye-opening to watch. Like it shows how high, how much higher the skill cap or of the game can be. If that team is winning with a four day old roster on a brand new patch, like it was,
0: it was, definitely it, was
3: it was something definitely to
0: like be excited for. Yeah. Manga, did you get a chance to catch the VODs at all or no?
3: I
1: didn't, unfortunately. I was going to watch it. Uh, yeah, after definitely the
0: check it out, man. Yeah, it's definitely some good stuff there. Uh, so, yeah, so Envious moves on, and they're going to be taking on the winner of the next match, which was in the same bod that I linked, uh, It's and that's Kongdu Onsia and Lin High. And, you know, a lot of people picked Lin High, including myself, pre-patch, you know, to actually take this whole tournament. But, man, Kongdu Onsia... Uh, it was a, it was a pretty close. They were, definitely had some close games within it, but they ended up taking the series 3-0, And to a lot of people's surprise, not so much for the folks that have been following the Korean uh, pl- the, the Korean teams very very closely, especially since the patch. But uh, yeah, what do you guys think of Kongdu? If you guys got a chance to, to watch the the VODs,
2: we just uh, we have so much to learn about the Korean scene <laughs> seriously, um, yeah. Because everybody's power ranking was like rogue. Lunatic High, blah, blah, blah. like everyone had those two as like the two best teams in the world. Um, but I, I, you're but right, Chris. Changed. I mean, the, that's changed the,
0: everything too.
2: So. That changes everything. Yeah. But the even though it was 3-0, the games were really close. It's not like yeah, it I, heard, I heard it could
3: have gone either way.
0: And the Lijiang Tower, it definitely
3: really could have gone
0: good. either way. Yeah, definitely could have gone either way. Watch that Lijiang Tower series. I mean, the, the that game was really really good. But um, I
3: didn't. I haven't gotten a chance to catch it. But I will say that. There was a match, I think it was Rogue versus Lunatic High before, like whatever they played before the finals of APAC. They like had like a quarterfinal match or something, or like a group stage match. And there was I like I specifically remember a game on King's Row where they wanted McCree and May at the same time, but Eska was the only one that could play May. So like Jong or was it Jong or Tijun? Lee, Lee like one of them had to switch to McCree and they just couldn't do it.
0: Yeah. They like they just were they were
3: getting beaten by T V X Farah. Like I specifically remember it. So I'm not surprised that the team like that they that like they would lose, I guess. But I will say I don't like I mean, this is like an off topic, but I don't really like the concept of power rankings right now because everyone's like, Oh, we're the best team in the world, but then <laughs> suddenly you lose on a patch. It's like yeah. I don't. I don't know. I, I like the fact that this game is so young that the patches should be coming more. But I don't know if this is even a topic for tonight. But do, are you guys okay with the mid-tournament patch? Like, there was a lot of discussion about it.
0: I don't. I don't actually love really. it, But that's yeah. Go ahead, Mel. Go ahead. I mean, I'm not playing in these tournaments,
1: but like, I I don't really like the fact that they have these competitive seasons. Like, they have a time frame for when they when they shouldn't do stuff. And, like, there's two weeks left. The people that want to get top 500 are the people that are trying to be, like, in whatever ranking they want to be are going to be putting in that grind now of all time. And then they just slap you with a meta change. Yeah. Like, they completely, rem- like, the- the- it's completely different for the most part. Like, and a Reaper is just no longer a thing. Like, a Reaper is pretty rare now. Like, you don't really see much of him. So, like, everybody that put in all this time to pick up Reaper, people put in all this time to pick up May. It's just, like, it's a waste of time. And now you're stuck having a grind soldier. So, I'm not a big fan. Like, I like the update itself. I just don't like the fact that they released it mid-competitive season.
0: Yeah. I mean, they could have waited, like, a week, right? I mean, it wouldn't have been that long. Like, like,
1: the people that are playing in the tournaments would have been, like, irritated, to say the least. But... I mean, the people in the tournament, you
3: know, they affected
1: everybody that is not only playing in the tournament but also
3: plays because they're not a tournament client. Because I feel like there is, and that's kind of where my argument oh, was. There is, mean, there is, there yeah. is. So I'm not. A, so like, I, I feel like they could have locked Korea's tournaments on that
0: patch. It's, so, okay, so it, the, the tournament... Like, that's kind of my stance on it, it. It's a weird thing, though, because, like, there is a lot of value in having folks watch competitive Overwatch with what they're playing with, like, at this the, at the yeah, yeah, at of course, of time. Yeah, of course, of course, of course. And the thing about tournaments and organizers, like, they don't actually know, a lot of times, like, especially Apex, right, it started so, like, so long ago now, that they... They, they of course don't know when these patches are going to come out, and maybe they didn't know when season two would end either at, when they first started it. So, having it come in mid tournament, that's going to have that's going to happen because tournament organizers sometimes won't even go and talk to Blizzard about when their patches will be or whatnot. But Blizzard, with their own competitive season, they know when that's going to happen. That's their own release schedule. And it just doesn't make as much sense for them to just come out with a patch. You know, like they can be super excited about it, and that's one thing I love about the team is that they're they are they move very quickly and they are very nimble with that. But this is just one thing. This is one instance where it's not the best thing. You know, it could have they could have just waited one more week. You know, with all this excitement, and then you know had had it uh, had it match up with their competitive season. But Apex, it still would have screwed Apex's final, you know, semi finals right? We, they still would have nested up, regardless. So so I don't think that... That's I don't like, think that was right kind of, yeah, yeah, that was kind of, I guess... I mean,
3: as far as in the future, I agree. But it's like, this tournament... Alright, here's, I guess, my stance. I think doing it the last week was weird. And yeah. then doing it mid-season is completely fine. Like, it wasn't last... It wasn't season one, didn't we start season one with no hero limits? So... God, like, was it really? Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. And
0: then it was like and, going into Atlantic Showdown. that we, And
3: Season 2 has it. been the longest... I mean, there's been a lot... I mean, the Anna Reaper thing was a while, it felt like. So I'm down with them doing it. It's just... I understand why... Like, if the tournament's going to do it, you can keep it on the old patch, but I'm at the point now where I think the game is still so young that they should be patching more rapidly instead of doing, like, a lot of massive changes at once, go for smaller changes and, like, smaller iterations. Like, if you only nerfed Anna... Right now, would that have been that bad? Or if you had done it earlier, maybe this yeah, patch was, wouldn't have been
1: so crazy? That's kind of another thing. Like Blizzard themselves said, this is a huge PTR patch. We're going to be trying out some major changes and see how they go. And then they just push the whole thing.
2: Yeah, almost
1: everything. I, was, did they not include anything?
3: Like uh, everything was, got, everything was, got through, I think.
0: Well, they changed. The I think they They changed thing. a few things, yeah. like they changed yeah, the, a few like, changes, but they changed
3: the Torbjorn. Like Torbjorn used to, to generate the spawn and setup oh, yeah. time. That yeah, was pretty yeah, crazy. They
1: did. They did yeah, obvious that things that were just. I think like not to a little bit, but, um,
3: but
1: but like that's the whole thing. Like the Anna release, I don't think was that big of an issue because at the time, Seton was still broken. Like that was the whole thing with Anna, in my opinion. Like Zen was just so good at the
3: time that nobody really realized how good Ana was. Do you think it's a, do you think it's a, I don't want to say it's a confidence thing, but it almost sounds like a confidence thing in my eyes. Like, what do you mean my confidence? Like, because like the PTR to me is cause like I came, I mean, I played a lot of Dota before this and even TF2, like TF2 never used the beta client and Dota like only uses beta client for like massive, massive, massive changes or new heroes and stuff. Like, when there's obviously going to be huge bugs, not so much balance. And, like, sometimes, I mean, even now, I still question the data that comes back from PTR. Like, if that makes sense, because most of the time. Yeah, I, I mean, feel nobody
1: like, plays on PTR, or
2: not even yeah, PTR. Like run-
3: teams
1: to stream on it just because of, like, how many tournaments there are right now. I feel like with the Blizzard League, people will play on it more, maybe, but.
0: It, yeah it's i don't know maybe you're right flame maybe, maybe there should be some kind of tournament client but i mean i'm down, down with the, them i'm down with them just randomly
3: patching it's just i feel like it's a weird idea for me to have to launch the ptr client because whenever i do it i feel like the games are so bad and then like they make statements like um the data came back and like we really like it but i know for a fact that like none of my games gave any good data <laughs> so like that's kind of it's like it's weird it's weird in my eyes but i don't know
0: I, I, they probably, obviously, they're getting data across the board, right, at different skill levels, but, um, but yeah, I, I'm like kind of like you guys. When they said that they were going to change a bunch of things, I thought it was like, you know, experimenting with a bunch of things, and you know, they were, you know, they were eventually going well, to really push some of those things, right? But, I mean, I, I think w- the lesson learned here is that whatever's on the PTR is you know, they're going to keep tweaking that PTR. And then that's going to be basically the image that they're going to push or the, you know, the actual uh, build, they're going to push to the to the live server. So uh, take the PTR like that, you know, going, I guess, moving forward, uh, even when they say they're changing a ton of things. I don't know, I'm kind of a fan of them changing a bunch of stuff. Like, I, I like yeah, yeah, for sure. I like to mean, like, just do it, you know, don't yeah. even think about it, just do it. Yeah, I mean, I'm a bigger fan of them, you know, Planning like a lot of these changes, like they did for this recent one, versus only changing one or two things, you know, every so often. Because the one or two things doesn't really shake up the meta in a huge way a lot of times. You know, sometimes you know somebody will swap like an off tank, we'll swap maybe a DPS character because they've nerfed you know McCree or whatever. But this is a big you know like the the thing that came out here. I mean, we changed the meta in a big way. Um, you know, we, I don't know. We we talked about a lot of them already, but just like Diva being so so huge now and I mean, I guess that's mostly the biggest thing is Diva, but you know we don't see Reapers. Very much The Soldier, the Soldier, yeah. yeah. So,
3: but I mean, like, I if like there was that. like a mid, if there was a mid patch, like there was just a random patch during I don't know a week or two ago or three weeks ago, even like that was just buff 76's damage by two percent and <laughs> remove speed from end of like the game would have been I don't know, arguably much, much, much more doable or enjoyable like to watch, I guess from my perspective anyway.
0: And I don't want to speak mm. for everyone. but Okay. All right, kind uh, of my thinking. Um, let's see. Moving on, uh, I think there's a couple other uh, events, North American events. Uh, the Alienware Monthly Minute. Did you guys get a chance to catch the melee a little bit? Uh, ben, you want to update us on that?
2: Yeah, this was uh, last week now, so yeah. a little bit older. But uh, just good to see the new roster for Cloud9 um, coming together. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were able to take the win over Phase. Um, so I don't. I don't think we should go too deep into this, as we're we're running out of time here. Yeah. Uh, but I think the other interesting thing to note from the European monthly melee is that there's a new team that kind of uh, made a had a breakout performance. It's Bonjour. It's another another French team. God, there are so many good French players <laughs> in this community, um, and it's some of the old guys from Melty playing on this team um nico bod um i think pipo pipo i don't know how to pronounce it i think he was he played for one iteration of them um they actually ended up beating phase uh in the upper bracket of this tournament in the in the first round of the winner's bracket um so uh that's really cool to see it's just uh, it's great to see when any uh new teams kind of make another splash um so i think that's really the storyline there all right. Personally. Cool. But NIP ended up winning the uh, European side. So
0: Yep. NIP still are they running are they are they running triple tank or anything like they're, that? Oh triple they're running triple oh, tank. Oh, I, triple they tank. gotta be running triple <laughs> tank,
4: right? They That's are running triple time.
0: tank. This is a good time to do it. So they've been running triple tank since before Anna was even in the game. <laughs> they do it when it's not when, when it wasn't just even keeps cool. Working. Exactly. Um, all right, so let's move on. Let's let's kinda of run let's go straight into viewer QA here. And any of you guys, actually, not viewer Q and A. Should just call it Q and A, since we don't always have have uh, just the the folks listening are obviously not live viewers. So if you have any questions right now, uh, go ahead and post those questions in the Twitch chat, and we'll we'll answer any that we see. And for those of you listening on iTunes or whatnot, go ahead and email those for next week at the overview at championv.tv, and we'll we'll read those out next week. Any of you guys got questions? Any questions for us? <laughs> some of these questions
2: we're we're gonna wait for questions to come in uh via chat um but i honestly i i one thing that i just like popped into my head um as i've been playing i played a bunch over the weekend do you guys feel like uh diva is a big part of the reason we're seeing less reapers i i feel like right now if there's like a good reaper like diva has a really good opportunity to counter with all the shield or all the uh armor she has and the the matrix
3: um, I is think just it's, like my.
2: Uh,
3: yeah. I think it's. I think if you're gonna remove a Reaper, you like trade it for the Roadhog in most compositions. And like Roadhog is arguably just better than Reaper. I think right now. Yeah, big potential. So I, for it's HP. like I don't know that you would swap out the Diva for the Reaper. I think you'd swap out like the Diva for the Zarya or like that second Winston, maybe. Like you know. Yeah. I, I don't know that they're hot swappable there. Um, teams ran Reaper yesterday. Things, yeah. A few of them. Like I know, Taimu had success on it on a few of the maps. Um, yeah. But yeah, you're right. I mean, the eating the, the using defense matrix to eat. I mean, there was a lot. Of, there were so many ults eaten by Mickey yesterday. Totally. Crazy.
0: He was. He countered. He would counter
3: two or three ults at a time with one defense matrix, and you're just like even this all the Europe.
0: visors like a lot of to be yeah. visor he just old, chased to right. be around the map it's <laughs> like okay know,
3: there was one point where i think akm akm hits like a five-man barrage and mickey just
0: walks in front of it you know like all right and his his fire. nukes man his nukes were <laughs> the most effective nukes i've seen in a while for, for diva um
2: those nukes were effective because of teamwork it like, was it was i don't, it was I don't it know, just know if monte and doa yeah. didn't just didn't catch it uh but like there were subtle little Lucio boops that were mm-hmm. making every one of those Diva ults happen. Um uh, yeah, anyway, we actually have a lot of questions that just came in, so we'll yeah. take
0: a look. Um we've got one from Verbalocity. So what do you think that the spectator oh, this, it's like a spectator client? And and I I will he says what kind of things that do they, do they still need? And I will make one comment about <laughs> Apexes. I feel like I feel like we made really big strides with E League and, and Atlantic Showdown with just the the direction, the director, you know, whoever's directing behind the scenes and what to show. But I feel like the apex hasn't been great. Actually, there's been way too much first person point of view. And it's, I mean, it's hard. I mean, even for somebody that knows the game and doesn't actually even mind first person point of view, but I just put myself in somebody who's just watching for the first time. And it's like too much, you know, like too much Winston's, you know, with Miro and too, too much of those things. Like as great as Miro is, Sometimes you just can't show him. I mean, that's just like you can't do that because it sacrifices the the quality of this, you know, spectator. Yeah, I didn't, I specta- didn't
3: notice it's super hard yesterday. The first match on Ilios, I remember thinking to myself like, I wish I knew what was going on because they kept like toggling between the two seventy sixes. You'd only see them yeah. fighting each other, and then meanwhile, there's like five people dying off in the <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, 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 but um. So um, it's it's an art to be honest with totally, you. Totally, it is. It's it's a weird and it's a weird problem to think like even if I were to do it, like I'm thinking like I thought because I think about uh, I think about it in terms of like could I do it better? Because like I don't like criticizing things usually if I don't feel like confident in them. It's hard. Like I feel like you could automate spectating, but you would need to like actually have a really really good understanding of how team fights are going to unfold based on like positioning, alt percentage and like stuff like that but like for someone who's not a super high level player i feel like it's super difficult just to understand i mean it'll come with time i mean like dota has like what two or three people that are just really really good at it and it's just like those three people like there's no one else on their level so it's definitely like a it's like a niche skill that i think someone's gonna have to like take the reins on
0: i mean comparing dota to overwatch is like not even close in terms of how But I'm saying like even yeah. like Dota, Dota is, is like arguably are, Dota
3: is arguably infinitely easier and it's yeah. there's still only like two or three people that can do it at the level that they need it. Yeah.
2: I have a I have one quick gripe about like every single uh, event ever that's happened so far. Um, I personally I feel very strongly about this. If you're in third person free float camera watching a team fight Yes, it is nice to be cinematic and have slow pans and things like that. But yeah. you're going in yeah. third per. You're going in <laughs> this mode so people can see more of the action. Show it from top down. I don't want to see these like sliding it, like coming in, <laughs> right, at, right, you know, just revolving. Kind of do things. a slow pan, but do it from top down. You're in that mode to see information. In the beginning of the game, when the teams are setting up, sure, do slow-sweeping cinematic pans. If but one team gets completely wiped and is coming back from spawn, sure, do slow-sweeping pans. If there is actually action going on, just show it from the top down. Nobody is doing this right now. Like, literally, nobody is doing this right now. I feel super strongly that this would make... The expectating experience better. But yeah. that's, yeah. that's my to, rant.
0: Getting back don't, to Ben. Verbal-
4: Verbal-
0: <laughs> <laughs> <You're laughs> no, so, so a lot of things that you know me and Ben were talking about here is more it has nothing to do with the spectator client, actually. It has to do with the people operating, you know, the client in the production. So getting back to Verbalocity, I would still like to see some transparent buildings. Like if you want to do top we, it's hard to do top down on maps that have a lot of buildings and rightfully so, because you can't see any of them. Like Ilios, for instance, like when there's a lot of battles going on, I don't know just around those little buildings and stuff, it's hard to catch all that stuff. So that's why you kind of have to go first person a lot of times. If we could get some transparency on the ceilings of some of those, I think that would help. Uh, I would at least allow them to do some third person, um, you know, just vanish points or whatnot.
3: There's a lot of of time too. I think like if we ever get to a point where we can get like a console and then you can like automate the spectating based on the kill feed, like they do in a lot of other games, and
0: we'll but, be in a but good automating spot. that. Still, is more to do with first person. Like, okay, this guy's about to ultimate; it's going to be epic, and we're going to go to his feed. You know? If you're
3: not missing kills or you're not missing ults, then I think it's okay to not go third person so much.
0: But um, but still, like, let's just yeah. let's just talk. about me know, we'll probably dive. This is the last point I'll make. But let's just say you're Reaper, right? And. Well, I guess Reaper, there's that, that that kind of third person follow mode that that's pretty nice with Reaper's ult. But there's some ults that even if you go to them, it's not that impressive to see versus third person seeing like the entire picture and how he's killing everybody, you know, that sort of thing. Um, like May, for instance, you know, Mei, obviously May's any of the crowd control ults I think are, are much better from above, you know, seeing how that's being affected and everybody killing from that. Uh, yeah. so it's an art it's a big art and and I don't think it can be automated I think it will require an incredibly good director like I've said for months now and then you know the camera folks I think are doing a pretty good job right now but it takes that one person that's calling the screens I and mean, it's like it's like that basketball control center there's like to nine screens and he's calling which which screen to show at what point I mean that that's what we're going have to have Yeah to exactly. it's like that yeah. yeah
3: you need like that so, one person who makes it there
0: Thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And he's gonna be paid a lot of money. He'll be everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> He'll, be, exactly. paid <laughs> He'll be everywhere. Yeah. Uh, okay. Is there another question you see, Ben, by chance? There's like a ton I'm, of questions. Yeah, we're kind of it.
2: running out of time. Maybe um, it's but, like two uh, or
0: two or three more. That'd be cool.
2: Uh, or unless well, you have to
0: go, one more. home,
2: home Muffin asks: Muffin. Is there too much healing in the game? Specifically, Anna burst heals. I think we kind of were talking about that earlier.
1: It seems like you guys definitely feel this way. Yeah, it's a stupid amount of healing. Like, that's why Triple Tank is so good. Like, IP, like you guys were saying, did run Triple Tank before Ana was a thing, but Ana being in the game just makes it so, so good. And with them nerfing or increasing the alt time or how long it takes to get alts for everybody, and then some more with May, and May was another counter to Triple Tank. You know, there's just, there's no reason not to run Triple Tank. Yeah, you just answered multiple questions
3: there. There we go. Yeah. I, got, I feel like we got time for that. I mean, I I know for a fact that I mean, Blizzard watches. They see the strats. They know what's fun to watch. They know what's not. Um, right now, we're in a good spot, I think, for them to potentially patch. Right, like mm-hmm. season three doesn't start for another week or so. December. So I'm just saying we have a nice we have a nice like ten day break right here where they could potentially do it. and It wouldn't impact too much.
2: So uh, remember, go back three months or whatever, however long it was ago, they buffed Ana. Uh, both the rate of fire for her healing and the uh, number of shots in a clip were both buffed at once. So maybe you roll one or both of those back to pre that, pa- that buff and that gets her to like a little bit more What's what's the,
0: what's the most problematic thing, guys? The grenade the or nuke. the shot?
2: It's not the nuke. It's the nuke? Yeah, Yeah, I mean,
3: the double heal is just the problem. I mean, her normal healing is pretty good, but it's not, like, crazy good. Like, the the problem is that there's too many fights that you can swing by yourself, and I think that that's kind of the Mm -hmm. game changer. Like, you'll have a Reinhardt on your team with, like, 5 HP, and then the enemy Reinhardt has, like, 100 HP, and they're both swinging their hammers, and you drop a nuke, and then you shoot once, and suddenly your Reinhardt wins that fight despite the fact he's, like, down 400 HP. And you could, like, argue that that's the hero's kit, but it creates, like, a very unfun...
0: Well, she's got a very dealing kit right now. Like it's everything yeah, I mean, she has is good. Like literally, yeah. Every, like, like all of her abilities is. are incredible. Yeah, like, and you
3: even you try to dive her, you have to somehow kill her. Like, not get sleep darted. Not like not, not getting hit by a nade that he yeah not get hit by the nade yeah, not the not, not just 35. get left click down in three clicks like <laughs> her, her left click does so much
1: damage. But she's still. I can rant about on his left click for fucking hours. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I, so,
2: I will I, say I, that
1: now uh the games I've been
2: playing like mid masters yeah. when my team loses. I think, like, 99% of the time, it's because their Ana is really, really good. Yeah. You know, I play a lot of Zarya, and you get, like, 100 charge with Zarya, and there's, like, a Reaper or, like, a May or something, and your you're, you're tracking is perfect. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah, this is a for-sure kill, and it's just like, boop, 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 heal,
3: You're like, <laughs> those are the games that I lose. I don't lose any other games. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing yeah. worse in my, in my eyes than when, like, you're playing Tracer or Genji, and, like, you make that dive... And suddenly, like a Zenyatta orb hits the Anna and then the Anna has like double heal from the Zenyatta orb because she nuked the
0: ground. And then right. suddenly, like you're running away, and it's it's a it's a helpless it's yeah. feeling, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, it'll be yeah, it'll definitely be good to see if they they tweak her a bit. And I'm sure they're looking at her right now. I mean, Anna's being played. It's one of those things, so. right? She's being played a ton, and they they definitely noticed that. So wouldn't be surprised if that happens. I don't know if it's going to happen before season 3. That's, that's only a week away and they would have probably announced something on, I wouldn't on the mind CR. if the nuke just gave better heals and then just didn't change the rate. Uh, you mean it's just a heal itself and not yeah, like it's a just like X, a not a multiplier yeah. or
3: like a damage nuke or something. I don't even mind that it takes away healing from the enemy team like that's whatever. It's obnoxious but it's whatever. It's pretty awesome the, too. The double,
0: <laughs> I mean the double I think the double heal is the problem. Killing her, her killability is very, like, when you engage, like, she's supposed to be flankable, you know, unless you, you sleep dart the person flanking you. But right now, it's like her grenade allows her to, I think, live. No, I, yeah.
2: I, I play, I don't actually play that much Genji anymore, but yeah, when yeah. I used to play Genji, it's, you, you don't even want to dive on an Ana. You're just <laughs> no, like, you're like crazy. terrified, you don't even want to get close to the Ana. If you play Tracer,
3: if you don't kill her in the first clip, you just rewind and try to do it later. I'll be back. We'll try this again in a few minutes. <laughs> exactly. Like that's kinda how I that's kinda how you have to play now. I mean, you joke, but that's that's really the what's happened. That's kinda <laughs> why was it was nice to watch game, Mickey win laugh. so much last night. Like yeah people it was like justice, you know, like he would literally just chase Uncle around the map and you're like, Yeah. Get, <laughs> her. <right>. Get, her, <laughs> <dude.">
0: <laughs> Get her. Get her. for me, man. Get her. Get oh, that and so kill that. Right, so many, many times, times last night. Well, why don't we wrap up? I know there's a lot of other questions, but it's, we've been going pretty long here. Uh, but yeah, great show. I mean, this, this, again, we had a ton to talk about, and I think we, we covered it pretty well. But, Manga, got any shout outs you want to do, or where can people find you?
1: Uh, shout outs to my fans. You can find me on Twitter at Mangachu underscore. Uh, same thing for my Twitch. I try to stream daily at around like 1 or 2 EST. Always playing ranked, probably tilted about ninety percent of the time, but it's
0: fun. <laughs> That's the selling point. Mm. I, I, I play tilted. Guys, come and watch me. <laughs> I play tilted. <laughs> I and I'm play still play ranked one. And you like, still rank one. ranked Holy one? Holy crap! It's like awesome. Yeah.
1: No, I play bad on stream just to like increase everybody's confidence. They're like, "Wow, <laughs> this guy's rank one," and then they just put in like like hat like a little bit more effort, and then everybody becomes
3: better. Lol, rank one Farah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I uh, good stuff. This is
3: Grand If this is grandmasters, I don't know what I'm doing in gold. Like that's that's what my channel says. Yeah, I get the same thing. It's great. Like, I'm twenty five
1: hundred, and you're playing like me. Like, <laughs> exactly. It takes them, man. I don't know. I would have hit that
3: Reinhardt charge. And I'm <laughs> diamond.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. exactly. Um, Flame, want to do some shoutouts? We're gonna be fighting. Uh, yeah,
3: my stream has been pretty good the past couple of weeks. I mean, all my supporters are like. We're growing. You know, it's it's a good feeling. Yes. And shout out to you for helping me, like, with all this. And even doing this, this is good.
0: Yes. Yeah, I, mean, I get to do comedy, my weekly man.
3: rants and vents <laughs> and thoughts off my chest in a more condensed, <laughs> civilized manner.
0: <laughs> we have but, you on here to preserve your mental state. That, is, that, is that what it is? No, it's <laughs> good. And, it's and I mean, like, I've actually been straying away
3: from playing because I get, I don't want to say I get super toxic, but I get pretty toxic some nights when, like, the games are really bad and I, like, can't force myself to enjoy it so the fact that people watch me do VOD reviews is definitely helping mm-hmm. the mental state and like helping me grow yep. as a streamer player professional
0: it's no, good stuff yeah. man yeah good stuff fish sticks how about you
2: uh go watch dreamhack this weekend twitch.tv slash dreamhack overwatch i guess is probably where it's going to be uh go watch Hexcast his first Major tournament. Uh, it should be a pretty good one, although not not the most stacked in terms of teams. But we're also to the very end of uh of OGM Apex. So it's semifinals. You just have two semifinals left. Um and would you would you guess it? Envious versus conduencia is there this is happening in the semifinal. So on the upper side of the bracket, uh, I have no idea what's going to happen. I don't really <laughs> no know way. much. I don't know anything about these teams.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, about these teams. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually know nothing. That's is... part of the brackets on there as far I'm concerned. Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
2: I mean, Envious versus Kung Do Uncia is going to be insane. Um, definitely go watch that game. Uh, and uh, f- yeah, I- I'll yeah. be streaming potentially tonight. I don't know. Twitch.tv slash fistix. Trying to uh, be a popular streamer too, like these guys.
0: <laughs> and one of the. So, one last. I guess note about the whole kung um you know, is it one of the players like in an interview even said that they've never lost to Envious in a, in a scrim. So that should be. They played, uh, they played with Mickey. Yeah, they don't think they played it with Mickey yet. No, maybe they yeah, have. I, uh, hate, yeah. I hate statements like that, man.
3: Like they actually made that statement public. It's like, oh, we lost. We won all of our preseason games. It's like, cool, dude. Congrats.
0: Exactly. It was probably taken... See of in the playoffs. It's like, the, like... The, the clickbait is, we've never lost Envious in a scrim ever or something like that. It's probably yeah. taken completely out of context. But um, yeah, it'll be pretty interesting. Hope I hope that confidence they do work. pays off for them. As i round things out, thank th- uh, all three of you guys for doing the show today. It was fantastic. And I'm going to be doing... Another Streamer Showdown Overwatch edition in about two hours. You can check that out. It's going to be a lot of fun. Got Chris Puggett hosting for the first time. It's going to be awesome doing something with Chris there. And then Stir's is going to, he's our returning champ from last time. And then Muselk going to be challenging. And then Yui, uh, another uh, one of our favorite Overwatch streamers, is going to be competing. And if you guys haven't seen Over- Streamer Showdown before, it's my game show that I'm doing with Indexus, where we have these guys, you know. And you know, try to test their Overwatch knowledge as well as just some of their abilities to make dankamines. <laughs> so definitely tune into that in a couple hours. Same stream, it's just right here, twitch.tv slash And um, that's going to be it. For those of you that missed any of the show, the the VODs will be available on YouTube a little bit later tonight, youtube.com slash And for those on iTunes, you can catch that tomorrow once the feed. The feed takes usually 12 hours to update. You can catch it there or you can get the direct feed too, which I'll post a little bit later. Um, I always post all the show um, topics and show notes or whatnot on chainmanv.tv. So you can find that on the website. But that's going to be it for the overview this week, guys. So for Mangachu, Flame, Fish and myself, Chan Man V, we'll see you next time. Later.